This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the Doctrine of Truth. We want you to enjoy, sit back, relax, and be enlightened by the true word of God. With your host, Bishop Algie B. Poole, Jr. Well, praise the Lord. God bless you. Welcome again. This is Bishop Poole with Doctrine of Truth. Discussing spiritual warfare. Uh, we're approaching it from uh, a babe in Christ. Amen. We all start off as uh, a point where Paul can consider babes in Christ. And we, we will have a now, we will have a prayer. Father, we thank you for your being with us today. We thank you, Lord, for every day. And we just give thanks and the grace and mercy you have shown upon us. Because of your love you have for all of us, all the world, those that are in Christ and those out of Christ, those that are seeking your divine favor. And Lord, we thank you for it. We uh, look upon the widows and the offering and those that, amen, are not as fortunate to know the truth because the truth will set them free. And we are asking you through your Holy Spirit to go upon the the airways today and electronic means to make it clear. In Jesus Christ, we pray in your word. Amen. Paul has said from the Hebrews, the fifth chapter, he said, for when, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principle of the ordinance of God and are become such as having need of milk. Not of strong meat, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to design both good and evil. And this is the point. We want to reach those that are just coming into Christ and those that have been in Christ, but they haven't had the proper teaching pertaining to uh, spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare today is very live and real and is moving through the land. And sometimes we think it's the enemy, uh, but because of it, it is the enemy, but because of what we don't know uh, is, is, is defeating us to the point where some have decided to say, well, you know, I don't need all this. I don't, I don't need to be troubled. Amen. By this religious situations and these religious lifestyle, I'm just going to be comfortable. I'm just going to stay where I am and do what I'm doing now. But that's that's a part of the enemy's tactic to put you in a neutral position. But you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to be stand up for what you believe. You're going to have to stand up. Amen. For righteous living to be victorious. And uh, we're looking at Ecclesiastes. You find Ecclesiastes says in the King James, we're reading from the King James, and constantly from time to time you hear me mention the research Bibles, be researchers, your soul depend on it. Your soul, this is something, this is a lifestyle that whereby uh, success means uh, victory. And as well as if once you die, it's forever. You live once 
but once you die, it's forever. Ecclesiastes 7, chapter 12, verse says, For wisdom is a defense, and money is defense, but the excellent of knowledge is that wisdom give life to them that have it. Amen. So, you know, the Bible, we, we live off the Bible. We live, we live the Word. We live in the Word. Jesus is the Word. He is God is communication. And that's why he, in the Garden of Eden, in the beginning of time, the enemy came down to destroy all mankind, all over the world. He is the enemy that's uh, bringing destruction upon the land, not only spiritually, but naturally. And this is why uh, he knew in order to have man to destroy himself. He couldn't get to man because God had a hedge around him. Hedge mean angels, protection. God knew he was a fallen angel, and he came here to the world to destroy the human race. But in order for him to destroy the human race, he had to get inside their mind and their thinking, their imagination, their thoughts. And once he be uh, revealed that the information that the person has when they first come to Christ, they accept Christ, but then all the false information they have in themselves begin to attack them. Without an alternative, you believe that everything you know and you love is okay. You are finding yourself loving what you love and uh, God loves you. He loves the world. So why not? Enemies say, why not? Go ahead and live the way you want to live. Do what you want to do. Paul has said in the 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter here, and, and the uh, 15th chapter around about we have first man, 47 verse. Let's pick it up at the 45th verse, first chapter, 15th chapter, and Americans. Um, uh, King James Bible. So it is written, the first man, Adam, was a living soul, and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit, howbeit that was first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is of the Lord from heaven. It is, as is the earthly so are they also that are earthly. And as is the heavenly, such as they also that are heavenly. And as we have bought the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So we find, amen, that we have a spiritual body. We have a spiritual body. Amen. And we find that also at back, let's, we have to go back to the 45th verse, 43rd verse. It is sown dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. Amen. We have a spiritual body. In a natural body, there is a spiritual body. That's 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 
the 44th verse and uh, of 1 Corinthians. All right, why are we making this approach? Because Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. In the gospel according to John, the third chapter. The spiritual birth that when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are being born again spiritually. And this, this is what this program is about today, amen, tonight or wherever you might be listening, that you have a spiritual birth. And the spiritual birth needs spiritual food. The natural man has been using uh, what he have learned from the natural, from the world. This fallen world been constructed and, and uh, ruled and reigned by these fallen demons and the devil itself. And the world is under attack. And many times people don't realize that the things, the situation are being orchestrated by the enemy. So what you have, without renewing the mind, without educating yourself, amen, you'll find that you're being defeated and you don't know why you're being defeated. I'm going to have, uh, uh, there's a time when we, we can, we remember many times when you come into Christ and you find yourself that uh, Paul had talked with Second Corinthians, second letter Paul sent to the Corinthians, and he was trying to explain to them because of the fact that the, the, the ministry, was he's been in attack concerning his work as an apostle, but also he was defending the ministry. Because also, the, the people in Corinthians, they were being uh, operating in the flesh, operating in the natural understanding, operating in their natural uh, movement, of uh, what they learn, maybe today, but possibly been to uh, television, radio, uh, the other electronic devices, and they're learning from other uh, groups of religion. And when they accepted Christ as the Lord and Savior, and so they decided to carry on some of those same situations, some of the same teaching into Christianity, try to infiltrate it in with Christ. Case in point, there was a time uh, Paul was discussing that he had to approach uh, some of the leaders of the church because someone was going with their stepmother, uh, was going on with their stepmother, and find out, amen, others had gifts, amen, and in, in, in Christ, you know, give comfort out repentance, God, work with them. But the natural man, amen, has been bombarded because of the fact that uh, what they learn, uh, Paul, for emphasis, he himself was a Pharisee. He, he knew many languages. But he realized that when he came into Christ and met Jesus as his Lord and Savior, he realized he had to decrease. He, he said many, many times that I must forget the things that I have learned Amen. I have to consider that it, 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 it was nothing. Now I know the real Savior. Now I know the information that I was taught, I was preaching and teaching. Amen. It's not powerful enough. Amen. To overturn this living God. Jesus, He is alive. He's, he's, he's well. 
And Paul had to, had to get rid of all his old teaching and all his lifestyle to now to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior in his life, daily moving, daily uh, walking and talking in Christ. So we ourselves, as, as being Christian, we have to be under, we have to understand that the enemy wants to destroy you where you are in your knowledge, in your knowledge. Knowledge is a defense. Amen. Yes, money is a, you can defend yourself, but you have to pay somebody to, with knowledge to defend you. Uh, Christians, we how, how we to get victory, we have to have our own personal worship space in your home, in your family, in your location, in your job, at your lunch. Amen. Find a worship space. Get up in the morning, write a little note in the bathroom, write a little note uh, over your bed, say pray. And it'll lift your day. Start praying. Have a little, little prayer. Read a little scripture if you can. Put tapes on. Put uh, records on to lift your day. Because you now you're starting out for a new lifestyle. You're going into a new world. Oh, yes, you got the same two arms, two legs, two eyes, two ears. Amen. A mouth and a nose, uh, head. But you are being, you come alive to more spiritual things that you thought of than you expected. We're going to read a part of 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, and notice what Paul is saying, amen, here to the Corinthian church, his second letter to the Corinthian church. All right. Read First sister. one? Yes. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech now that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh." For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. All right. Now, I know Paul would defend himself. Defended the ministry, the, the apostleship, and but the problem is now, this church has been living so much of their fleshly, fleshly, in other words, their old lifestyle without godliness, and he is addressing them about their, their thoughts. You know what he say, imagination, pulling down, casting down their imagination, and the colonists which is the uh, the lifestyle as well as their thinking. 
Notice in Paul, uh, in Ephesians, the sixth, sixth chapter, where he's talking in Ephesians concerning spiritual warfare. And those that are in Christ, amen, when they first get saved, amen, we're going to make some comments, but we always try to keep the message and the teaching uh, down <clears throat> to a, a level that we not get too, too caught up in theologies too much. But notice in the sixth chapter, Paul was saying how to obey. He said, Paul said, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of this might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. What you see standing before you, the children, the circumstances, it is not causing you to be distracted every day. It's not causing you to be uh, misunderstood. There are some powers that are working against you. I think, baby, uh, Sister Poole, you want to talk against the... Yes, the powers that are working against you come from the enemy, just like it says in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief come not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. The enemy of your life wants to destroy you. And it's your spiritual soul, your spirit and your soul that he wants to destroy. Things that are happening, people that are, like Bishop said, people that are in front of your face daily, on your job, in your house, causing strife, causing discord. It's because they're distracted by the enemy. The enemy knows that you want to live for God. So he doesn't want that. So we have to be delivered from the destruction of the enemy and not be distracted by what the enemy is using to distract you from God. So the weapons that Paul's talking about are the weapons of God, love, peace, prayer, faith. When you grow in those things spiritually, the enemy will come at you. But you can do just like Jesus. Use the word. Use your scriptures. Use your heart. To tear it down, get it out of your mind and say, get thee behind me, Satan, just like Jesus did. We can do it. Amen. We thank God for, for the insight. <clears throat> Sometimes we think that uh, because of our condition and the trials that we go through, remember the trials. Trials, Romans 5 says trials come to make us strong. And if you consider 
uh, athletes, uh, those that are going to school, those that are practicing. The more they practice, the more confidence they get, the more they're able to go through uh, testing, the more confidence they get. So trials come to make us strong, showing us that Jesus can deliver us. You want to make sure, amen, that you lay down one day that regardless of whatever come upon the earth or the land of you, that you God will keep his word. God will keep his word. He will deliver you and give you the heaven, the home, the mansion that he promised. So if, he, if you will not allow him or uh, lean and pin on him on these earthly matters, how do you expect or how, what kind of confidence you have, amen, if you have to leave this earth, that you will be going to heaven? What does the old song say? Name your, name your blessing, name them one by one. Amen. How many, you know, count your many blessings that what God has done. You count the things that God has brought you through from day to day. Sometimes it helps you, it will help you depend on him. You are out of your strength. <clears throat> you are out of your resources. Say, now, Lord, you just have to, t- you just have to handle this. I'm not, I'm not able to uh, contest this, I don't know what situation, but I know that you're going you, you're going to help me because I'm leaning and dependent on you. Uh, I remember once I was really disgusted about things when we were young in Christ, and all of us when we come in Christ, we have our own directions, and and when things interrupt, we feel that we be fought against. And uh, Paul, God, Lord gave me the fourth Philippians, the fourth chapter. And in the fourth verse, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. Amen. Those that always, you have to have it your way. You have to have everything the way you want it. And the enemy, he watches. He looks. He disguises himself in so many different ways. And he knows your weakness. He knows your weakness. He knows what gets you upset. He knows what gets you uh, confused, uh, turn around. So those spirits, when you get open up that door of confusions, of trials and tribulation, amen, and you, you do not trust in God about it, you do not have faith in Christ about helping, helping him, I mean, God helping you to accomplish what you're trying to do, uh, you will find yourself being overrun, overrun with all kind of worries and spirits, sorrows, depression, and you wonder what happened. What happened there? Because you open up your your spirit, your body, your life, the spirit man, amen, will be under an attack from the natural man. We're talking about you have a spiritual body. Amen. So what's what's what the situation is, is that always think on certain things. Paul said we have to modify our thinking. We have to redevelop our thinking. So sometimes it takes, not all the time, sometimes it takes that you have to learn, amen, put God first. If you always have been taking care of yourself, uh, going through your resources to handle problems, amen, pray first. Pray first. Because if you don't pray first and have your mind and your spirit Connected to Bible reading and the studies, the enemy will come in 
and infiltrate you with all kind of dots and worration. Uh, for example, uh, Matthew 12 and 43, God was talking about, uh, Matthew was saying, when the unclean spirit is going out of a man, he walketh through dry places and seeking rest and findeth none. When you come to Christ and you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and your spirit being born again, the, all the enemy leaves. But then he'll go around and look and come back and, and try to come back to that same person and try to entice them and tempt them to go back into your old lifestyle because you have not really worked that filling up your mind and your spirit, your spirit man, with uh, the Word of God, with uh, worshiping God, praying, so you don't have anything in you. So the enemy will come back and try to entice you and tempt you because he's a tempter to come back to your old lifestyle, old, old people. You don't have no hope now. You don't have no friends now. And, uh, and what you have to do is reprogram your mind. It's all in your thinking. It's all God want to live in you. He want to live in your life. He want to live in your life. And that's what the enemy, oh, he wants to live in your life again. You flushed him out. You run him out. Amen. Now you're accepting Jesus, the Lord and Savior. You're not going to get rid of the world. You're living in the world, but God want to give you that power so you can discern and say, oh, no, I don't need this. I don't need to, I don't need to be involved in this thinking anymore. It's going to come all the way around all the time. And the word of God is sharp. It cuts between the marrow and the bone. Amen. That's what Hebrews 6 says. And you need you, your word of God wash you it daily. It washes you. It washes your mind and your spirit. It's just like taking clothes to the laundromat <laughs> or you're washing your clothes. Even the word of God is sharp because you can, you're in contact with people every day. You live in face and reality every day. Call I right. like to look at it like... Um, when they tell you that you need surgery for something, you mm -hmm. never want surgery. Mm -hmm. Nobody, oh, I don't want to go under the knife. I don't want to <laughs> feel, I don't want to go in the hospital. But you go ahead and you have that surgery and whatever was ailing you, knee replacement, hip replacement, whatever they had to cut out, um, gallbladder, whatever. Mm-hmm. After what, two, three weeks, all that pain is gone. Yes. And you say, wow, I should have been had this surgery. <laughs> I feel so much better. Well, it's the same thing with the word. The word got to cut you. It got to cut out that, that old thinking, that old depending on self. You have to get yourself out of the way so God can use you. He can prune you. He say, I'm, I'm the vine. Jesus say, I'm the vine. My father is the husband. Let him prune you. Let him cut back that stuff that don't belong in there. Delete the things from your mind that hold you back. The negativity, the, the old things that, oh, you ain't never going to be nothing. Oh, you just like so-and-so. Cut all that out of your mind and think on the goodness of God. Think on all the things that Jesus did and mainly he died and shed his blood. Think about that. 
it'll take you so much farther. It'll, it'll help you feel so much better each and every day. Amen. So it is the spiritual warfare is, is a part of your walk. It challenges you, the enemy challenges you, but it helps you to grow strong. It helps you to be a part of the victorious life. Yes, you can. It's work. Yes, it's work. It's a little work. Yes, you have to reprogram your mind. You have to reprogram your your lifestyle and your surroundings where you go. That's living the word. But you'll find yourself be so victorious in living the word. Father, we thank you today for being with us. And Lord, we ask you to bless the speakers and the hearers of the word. Lord, touch those right now, oh God, incarcerate those in the hospital rooms the family, the widows, the offering, Lord, they walk the streets, that whatever the depression might be, we rebuke that spirit. Yes. Oh, God, we oh, come God. against it right now in the name of Jesus, that it will loose the minds and give them encouragement and hope that you are the panacea, you are the alpha and the, and the and omega <coughs> of everybody's life. And, oh, God, you are the beginning and the end. And, Lord, we thank you for it, and we give you the praise Oh, God, for meeting us where we are and continue our life in you as Christ. And we thank God for you. Continue. Amen. Reading your Bible, praying. That's the answer. Yes. God is the answer. That is the answer. There's no more. Uh, he is the beginning of our life, and he still loves you. He still care. Amen. But he knows we have, we have tempters and temptations. That comes after us, and we can make it with Christ in Jesus. God bless you until we meet again next time and we continue to work. Amen. In spiritual warfare. Until then, Doctrine of Truth. God bless you. Thank you so much for your time today. We hope it was well spent. Joshua 1 8 says, Read and meditate on the word day and night and be careful to do what is written in it and your way will prosper and be successful. We want you all to be successful in the word of God. If you would like to send your prayer requests or questions, they're welcome at thedoctrineoftruth at gmail.com. And if it has been a blessing to you, and you would like the true word of the gospel to continue to be spread all over the world, we welcome your donations at P.O. Box 2338, Tallahassee, Florida, 32316. God bless you.